I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at ya. That is right. Why are we putting so many pauses? I'm a jazz <laughs> robot today. You know, jazz robots coming. Well, we got Jazzbot. We do have Jazzbot on our website, but I'm saying like actual algorithmic jazz robots that are probably going to outplay us all. Oh, I've been hearing them for years. They've been around. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to name names, but believe me. (laughs) I wasn't talking about people, but that's good. Oh, right. I mean, a a well-thought-out algorithmic jazz robot will be better than the jazz robots I've been listening to since the early 80s. Damn. (laughs) Whoa, shady. Shady time. shade. (laughs) So how's everybody doing? Good to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah, Good to see you, Adam. Seeing anybody, man. It's a podcast. You know what? But I always feel like I'm seeing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I imagine the audience out there. Totally. And uh, folks from around the world, we're getting a lot of love for the podcast, so it's, it's fun. keeps us going. Um, so today we're going to answer a uh, listener question. Yeah, this is from a listener named Anthony. Uh, this is about practice time and about finding a balance of practice time. Anthony asks... Between touring, uh, running the website, family responsibilities, do you still stick to a daily practice routine? If you go five days without practicing, do you experience anxiety about staying in shape? Or has your playing reached a level where only minimal upkeep is needed to maintain the standard that's acceptable to you? Thanks for shedding some light on this topic. You put that in quotes. (laughs) It seemed like my kind of guy there, Anthony. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you, and uh, you're awesome as well. And, yeah, what do you think? You you have an incredibly insane schedule, both of touring and of, you know, running a, a business here. Yeah, I think, um, well, let's look, let's tackle the first part first. Yeah. Uh, do you still stick to a daily practice routine? That would be no. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I, I do go through stretches where I'm very disciplined about this. Um, and... You know, whenever I do have time at the piano, I, I I really do kind of just default into a really pretty good routine there. So I would say the days that I do practice, I do stick to a routine for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's important, especially as you start to have less time. It's funny, the times in your life, which are you're normally you're young, when you have the most amount of time is usually when you have the least amount of experience in being disciplined and having a routine. Right. And then once you kind of develop the knowledge of how important that is and and the the ability to execute on that, you have the least amount of time yeah. at the instrument. So I think it definitely forces you into that as you get older. You know, yeah. you, it forces you because you realize, like, I can't do it how I was doing it because that's so inefficient. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, wow, I waste a lot of time. But I, but I think that, you know, um, the routine is, well, the other part of the question as far as minimal upkeep is needed. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think in a lot of ways, minimal minimal time is needed to kind of stay at the same level but it's not none like when I go like a week or so although I don't know that I've gone in for a while like what I do is the times when I actually don't play at all is when I go on vacation yeah like I do not touch a piano yeah I don't even actually think about music a lot I do listen to music kind of always but it's more like just recreationally recharging yeah but I yeah I really try to like recharge because normally if I'm like touring even if I'm not practicing I'm playing a lot yep and then usually when I'm at home I'm practicing at least 30 45 minutes if not a few hours and then even if I'm not doing that I'm working on music at the piano you know I think that's what people might not understand is once music kind of becomes your full-time career or whatever, like you have all these different projects, you're always thinking about something that you have to work on. You know, yeah. I, mean, I am, I always have some kind of arrangement or, or project that's happening musically. Yeah. So you almost never get a break from your own music, which is fun, but yeah. it can be a drag. After so that's a while. interesting because uh, Anthony's part about if you go five days without practicing, do you experience anxiety about staying in shape? The only time I go five days without practicing is when I'm going on vacation and it's usually 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a week. We've gone before for, for a straight week. And it was really the opposite. I didn't have anxiety. I was so uh, excited to come back to the instrument. It felt so refreshed when I got to it. Yeah. I may, may have had a little bit of rustiness, but not much. I mean, because for whatever physically from being away from the instrument that I maybe lost a little bit. Although I really think after you've been playing the piano for years, going seven days not at the piano physically, you don't lose that much, you know? Yeah, you probably only need maybe one or two practice sessions to feel, like, connected to it again. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's not like an totally change you but i still think that that playing the piano is you know 90 percent mental game 10 percent physical so when i'm able to really recharge on vacation uh coming back i'm in such better mental shape to approach the instrument and have so many different ideas and things i want to try out that that sort of dwarfs the the you know the um can i say that is that politically correct yeah, dwarf? Yeah, no it's good. okay sorry i think okay. it's the only way you can say it, <laughs> okay <actually. good. laughs> be careful yeah um you know, the, whatever little little bit of physical rustiness, you know, muscular or whatever. Yeah. You know, for me, so I'm I'm extremely busy with uh, young children and, and open studio and a, a somewhat of a music career. <laughs> but uh, I still find time. I, I wake up early and I practice four or five days a week usually um, before I come here. I, I have uh, my piano is across the street here at a different studio and I'll I'll go and practice usually 45 minutes to an hour. Um, four, like I said, four or five days a week. And that hasn't always been like that. You know, you, sometimes I'll have, um, I'll, I'll practice less. Um, but, you know, I'm in the middle of kind of like developing my own trio again and making yep. a, a record. So I'm kind of like actively working on this part of it, of my, my music. For years, I did more writing than this. Mm-hmm. So I would spend a lot more time writing and sc- reading scores and, and practicing arranging and, and orchestration and stuff like that and getting into that. But, you know, right now is, uh, is a piano heavy time for me. So I am like working on some concepts that I've been meaning to work on for a couple of years. And, and so it's, you know, I think everybody goes through that too, where it's just like, you know, okay, this is like a, a growth period for me. So I'm just going to go for it. Right. Yeah. No, and then that's great that you have the discipline, uh, to do that at a, at a point where, you know, even if you didn't do that, you get up and sound damn good on the gig. You know? yeah, 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 and so that's that's very important because the part of the question of like only minimal upkeep is needed. That's probably true for both of us, um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things. Maybe even if they're not noticeable to the audience or even to other musicians, that they aren't important to us. And I know for me, like I keep a little part of my journal, which is now a bullet journal. Did I mention that I'm bullet journaling? You've now? mentioned that several times. I have. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a bullet journaler? I, I did it for about a month. I really liked it. Yeah. But I, oh. I cut it off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I still don't totally know what it is. I just like using the word. <laughs> I put little dots in there. Yeah, no, yeah. but I've always sort of kept some sort of written journal over. I mean, since I was like a teenager at different times, like practice logs. Yep. But, but it, it's almost more like practice ideas and things that I want to do. And then I've gotten a little bit more organized over the years as far as uh, the times when I'll notice things that I that, that are needed that are more than minimal upkeep yeah. like little things I see slipping in my playing and this is usually when I'm on the road p- performing a whole lot more than I'm practicing right I'll notice something and and I never wanted to get to the point where it's noticeable to somebody else but it's noticeable to me so I'll make a note of that because usually at that time when I notice that deficiency I have a really good idea about what I need to practice and exercise a scale some classical things 
um, or some patterns or something that's going to be the remedy. I just don't have the time then. So it's almost like you make an, like a shopping list for later, yeah. you know. And then when I get time to practice and I'm like, okay, instead of just going into the normal kind of routine that I have, maybe I'll do the, the, the warm-up routine or whatever, but then I'll go get that list out and I'll kind of look and prioritize based on that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's something I really wanted to do because you'll forget otherwise, you yeah, know, and right. then you won't remember till you have that same deficiency. And then if you don't address it, those are the things that kind of add up and you become a little bit sloppy with your playing, and then at a certain point it does become noticeable. And this is the one advantage that uh, I think you get as you get more experienced in this and you get better is that uh, it's cool that to me now that like I know everything I, I can do to fix deficiencies, right, or yeah. when I feel slipping, yeah. and that wasn't always the case. So it's like good that like y- it's just a matter of finding the time to do it right, and right. the will to do it. right. It's such and, a different – yeah, I mean you, we remember the time when we, we knew more – we knew deficiencies and there was more of them. We yeah. knew the problems and we had plenty of time to do it. We didn't know what to do. We were didn't bored. Didn't know what to work on. <laughs> yeah, it's just bored. But now it's, yeah, we don't have the time. It's very easy to identify. But I do find it's easy to lose track of them yep. or, or even the urgency of them because you only know that urgency of it in the performance situation, like once you're under the fire. I mean, you can sometimes in practice you can kind of identify some of them, but I really find for, for myself – I identify those so like I mean it's so funny because after the gig I'm always like ready to hang out and meet people or whatever but sometimes people will see me like run over and it's like writing a list of things and they think if you're ever wondering what that is that's usually like things I want to practice on it's yeah, yeah. and it's not even like the next day it might be a month later before I get to them but I want to know that I I get to them I think the idea of keeping a journal is a very important idea for uh, anybody's practice routine I do it too yeah and I think bullet, just do you bullet journal I don't bullet journal it but I do <laughs> make kind of a weekly a monthly weekly daily plan of kind of yep. what I want to hit and cuz you know like you said there's so much you can hit yeah but we got to prioritize we got to make sure that we get to the things um as far as like um getting anxiety about staying in shape if I haven't played for 5 days you know usually if I'm getting anxiety about not playing for 5 days it's because I'm not able to prepare for a certain concert or something that needs preparation you know, we talk about this a lot about how to uh you know quell nerves or make a good impression on a gig Preparation is so key to that. So, um, you know, a lot of times my practice routine is really just preparing for something I have coming up. Right. You know, that's not always the case. If I have a, a stretch where I don't have to do as much preparation because it's like with my group or groups that I'm, I'm regularly a part of and I know the music and I'm comfortable, then I get to work on arpeggios, right. you know, or <laughs> right. scales or whatever. Uh, but a lot of my routine is, you know, making sure that I'm going to sound good on the gig. Yeah. You know. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much, uh, Andrew. No, Anthony. Anthony. I knew it was one of the A's. Anthony, for for that really, that's a great question because it had multiple parts and it's like really, I think hopefully we could help because we got a little bit tactical on that, which the question sort of pushed us into and I love doing that. It's very, very thoughtful question. And if, you know, Anthony, if you're asking this for yourself too, like if maybe how do you find time? You know, I've always found that if I can try to get ahead of it, We've talked about this before too, but yeah. wake up, you know, an hour earlier, half hour earlier. Even, Absolutely, you can find some time that way. Yeah, you let the day get away and it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, do we have any uh, fun housekeeping we're going to do? You know, just leave us a, a five star review. If you, uh, we're not even saying leave us a rating and review anymore. We're saying leave us a five star. I mean, you're yeah. saying six stars. I am saying six stars. Yeah. On and I'm actually back on that now. Yeah, no, it's I, good. I go back and forth, as you know, but I, I really, you know what it is? I've, when we give a, 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 an episode like this where we're giving some really good tactical advice, yeah. I, I want the love back. That's I true. need the love back. <laughs> I, I demand the love back. 
Oh wait, no, we can't do that. But but uh, we do appreciate any rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts that you may give us. And you know what? We never asked for this. This would actually be a cool thing if you've already left a rating and or review, or if you're just too lazy to, or you don't know how to do it. That's no problem. But how about share? You'll hear it with a fellow jazz lover or humor lover well i don't know is would this hold up if you're only into humor but not jazz i definitely not definitely not okay well share it with somebody you think might enjoy it you know you could shoot them an email or a text or snap them yeah are you you're on Snap- snapchat I'm, i am but not really okay <laughs> what's your snapchat handle i have no idea snap at, at adam manis uh, yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. <laughs> no yeah. but you can reach out to us we're we're actually been working hard on our Twitter game the last couple of days. Let me explain that. That's in we, many quotes, by the way, <laughs> working hard. Yeah, we have a plan because this, we record this and it doesn't come out for a few days later. I'm projecting future Adam and future Peter are masters of their Twitter game. Uh, no, but I'm kind of getting interested in Twitter game because I feel like it's a, a, you know, it's a place where you can just kind of talk about you know, um, whatever we want to talk about. And we're talking about these cool jazz issues. So if somebody else is there, that might be fun. Just a little bit of banter back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you can go to youllhearit.com and leave us a message. You can leave us a written message. You can leave us an audio message. We like both of them. You know, let us know some lesson topics that you'd like to hear about. Ask us some questions, musical or otherwise. Are we, we can- giving them too many options? Twitter, Snapchat, uh, you'll hear it, podcast. Never have too many options. Okay, good, good, yeah, yeah. good. I feel good about it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and we still have this special running for our all-access pass for Open Studio. That's every course that Open Studio makes, has made, and will make. Ooh, uh, are we going into the future, Open Studio? <laughs> we are going into the future. We have some exciting courses coming up. Um, so I think... Like even you know like we have Diane Reeves is on the books. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Keezer's coming to town for number two. Possibly about to do volume volume two, volume three. It's all going good stuff in the works. So if you want to be a part of that, you can get an annual subscription for ten percent off by entering "You'll Hear It Ten in the offer code field at checkout. Uh, Fun stuff. We have um, nobody's. We've never even announced this. Okay, this I love giving folks stuff at the end of the episode like this. This is very special. Art of the Swing. Art of Swing. Art of Swing, not Art, Art of the Swing? Well, it could be any. We haven't released We're it not yet, sure, man. But it's going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's coming soon. I mean, it's been recorded. This is a very exciting thing because it's kind of our first real concept. Well, we've had concepts before. No, but this I is mean, very specific. Very specific this concept. Is, this is Ruben Rogers and Ulysses Owens Jr. in a room discussing how to hook up between a bass player and a drummer. Yeah. How to swing. And a whole lot more. We're almost, oh, it's almost, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. I learned a lot. It's, it was very, very inspirational for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's coming soon. We've got a lot of fun stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, until next time. You'll hear it. 